up, buddy? So, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're coming in hot just because you know what I mean. This uh, this is just a continuation episode. You know what I mean? Of uh, yeah, it's 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 part two, <clears throat> part two of just incredible interview. Um, part of our just incredible interview with just incredible. I love it. I love it. I love it. That was brilliant. I'm proud of myself <laughs> for that one. <laughs> But yeah, man, so this dude, this dude is so interesting, man. It was so fun talking with this guy, bro. Um, I just love his, I, I love his, I love his honesty about everything so far, man. And, um, yeah, no, and you know, just openness about everything. Like he, he, and he, he's smart. He knows the business. Mm-hmm. How he knows it. And, and I loved it. Through the whole thing. And, and, and yeah. it's one of those, like, we went on this journey, man, and we're meeting these guys who are in the, in the life of it. And they've all just been so kind with their time mm-hmm. and 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 gracious with their stories and 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 for me i, I think this is like a, a benchmark episode for f and wrestling was with justin Credible. we've had a lot of great interviews but i feel like justin Credible is like for our date to our date the biggest one we certainly have and and, yeah. and it was awesome just to be able to sit down with such a legend like that and, and pick his brain on, on the industry and then yeah and pay these guys the proper respect I don't think's been paid to them for, for a long time and is now finally getting getting shown to them. So that, that was really right. cool, man. And it was it was neat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this part um we get into, you know what I mean, some a couple of his matches, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Some a couple of his matches and everything. And um we asked him uh we asked we get his answers about his Mount Rushmore of EC, ECW and everything. Yeah. Find That's out fun. the old I think here, like my whole goal, one of my, one of my side quests with with F and wrestling here is to come up with the. I don't know. I don't. Jerry, I know you're a fan of it, and uh, we've talked about it. But I want to create the uh, James Lipton Lipton inside the actor studio questionnaires that he had for actors, yeah. but for wrestlers. Right. Hell yeah. And and, and so that's my my slow journey, and and one of those is what gets the F out of your wrestling. Right. And uh, the other is what your Mount Rushmore is. And we, we find out what his Mount Rushmore of ECW is. Definitely. So, um, questions. <clears throat> right. So, yeah. So, uh, enjoy, folks. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll catch y'all next time here on FN Wrestling. Enjoy right. the part two of uh, Just Incredible. So, yeah. So, um, so let, me, let me jump into a couple of matches here with you. So, one of my favorites is uh, Sabu, you versus Sabu, um, Anarchy Rules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just this spot, man. So the table spot. I guess it was the first one, not the one outside of the ring. Well, wait. Yeah, it was the one outside. outside of the ring. Was that? Yeah, yeah. So did he? He did it twice because that table was supposed to break, right? Uh, yeah. He, um, <laughs> Sabu, he's a strange. I love him. He's one of my best friends in ECW. He's, um, shit. he's a nut. But yeah, he is a nut. But that's the thing. He's in a good a nut. way. What you what you see is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. And um. He mentioned something to me, but when you're talking matches, you you visualize it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I see it, whatever, you know. It's I'm laying there. He's kind of he's the one putting his body through it. Right. So I figured I'll protect myself. He's the one that if something goes wrong, he'll crash and burn. Yeah. So as he's placing me on the table, live pay per view, mind you, I'm right. like, um, if the table breaks, my lower like my body doesn't meant to isn't meant to break that way like there was no way that was coming out good for me so and if you go back you gotta i can't explain it but if you go back and watch the tape Mm. um he he basically to break the table he would have had to break my back because he put me face down um belly on the table and you know my back would have had to have bent that way (laughs) yeah which doesn't work um and and literally like after that happened i started to like i couldn't breathe and I'm holding on to my ribs. I'm like, fuck, Sabu, fuck, I can't breathe. He goes, stay there. I'm doing it again. And I'm like, mother of God. So as he's going up, I knew I had to get color there. Yeah. So I grabbed the blade out of my wrist tape. Yeah. And as he goes up, I'm like, I see him coming this time. I'm like, fuck you. I just moved. I just yeah. dipped on him. I just dipped. I'm like, nope. You didn't I ain't want doing to this. Yeah, you hit me with that Not shit again. again. <laughs> I, I, you ain't getting me twice, motherfucker. Right? <laughs> so I mean, but it, it was a great. It ended up being a hell of a match. Yeah, hell it of did. A match. Yo, that match about was it now. fucking insane. I love that match. That match. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Too. First time, dude. He would only put me over on pay per view if I put him over on every house show. So literally, 
I had to wrestle him around the country for about three months, putting wow. him over every weekend on house shows. Holy so shit. I could finally get the W, so get that w on the w. But, but like, dude, and I love Sabu, but like, what are you thinking? Nobody cares about house shows. <laughs> yeah, this is pay-per-view. Yeah, you know they I mean? won't know about them. Yeah. Yeah, I was, so, I was uh, just thinking about that. Going, you kind of got the better better end of that deal. I mean, I right, totally yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the first real legend that I beat. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, he, I didn't get that from him, but he's awesome. I love him. So to this day, I still still talk to him. Oh, that's, that's awesome, awesome, man. That's awesome. So, so speaking of some of those matches, so what are some of your favorite matches in a ECW? Oh God, or your favorite rivalries or matches? Either one. Sure. Uh, me and Jerry Lynn. Ooh, uh, just ooh. always any ooh, any yeah. one of them you yeah. know uh he was just um he was just on the next level i mean Under- he was just Dude, I, so i've never awesome. understood how jerry jerry lynn to me is the most undersun wrestler yes in wrestling like i don't quite yeah. get how he's not yeah, like yeah, Shawn yeah. michaels level of like <clears throat> praised and talk i mean his his trilogy with uh rod van dam or some of those sure. matches, i just yeah. tell everyone to go hey what's i'm, I'm i want to watch something ecw what do you got well, there's yeah. these three matches with Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn that will just show you what wrestling looks like. Yeah, and yeah, I've, you're right, man. You had this match with him at Gildius Charge, Charge. or no, 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 no. The first no, no. one was uh, what was the first one? Was it heat Wave. Heat, heat Wave ninety eight yeah. in uh, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. You, you finished that one with the uh, that's incredible off that's the second turnbuckle, and that's yes, I did. Scary. Yeah. I know that's an, a move that's like synonymous with the Undertaker, and that Okada sure. uses it now. But you had the scariest like tombstone pile driver because you ran with it, and there was like a yes. leap forward. I did a spin, and that yeah, leap, yeah, yeah. Did a little spin, yeah. Spin, you did, you did. Every time I watched it, it was like, ah, that's already a scary, mean looking move. But when you hit it, there's just a little bit more of like, ow. And and the funny thing was, I'll let you in on the one. Um, the first match that Jerry and I had worked in ECW was against each other. Oh, it was, wow. uh, I think October, so either October 12th or something like that. So it's second week of October. Mm-hmm. It was a Saturday. We were debuting. Each one of us was, deb- I was debuting as just incredible. Mm-hmm. He was debuting as Jerry Lynn. Wow. Um, and that match, the, the, <clears throat> the finish was me winning against Jerry. Um, but the finish, um, was a, I was doing a spin DDT that was going to be my finish. And that's how I won the match that evening. Um, but uh, the spot beforehand was the famous Jerry picks me up for a tombstone. We do a couple of reversals. How take, you know, how you take her do it. Yeah. We had done it, you know, I, I'm not saying, you know, it's been done a lot by Japanese wrestlers back in the day, but that was Jerry's spot. And I did the, I ended up on top with the tombstone. And Paul pulled us aside, loved the match, and he goes, PJ, screw that spinning DDT. That tombstone is your finish now. So Paulie gave me that finish because he liked it much better than my original finish because uh, he said it just looked so different. Well, man. Yeah. And, it was a, and it was a mistake because I, I had done, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I figured I have them up. If I do a little corkscrew, because back in those days, it was all about adding little twists, yeah. right? Like, like you could just do a little spin motion and your shit looks different right. mm-hmm. because it was still like, it's still 97. Like, it's still like, we're, we're not there. We're not fully woke to oversaturated. And right. right. Anything, we're not yeah. there yet. So like, if you add a little twist and a little, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know <laughs> 180, it looked cool. Right. When I did it, I just, it just happened to, to be that way. And Jerry loved it because he had the long hair and he always told me, he goes, PJ, even on that second rope one, he mm-hmm. goes, my long hair covers it. He goes, I go, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hit the ring by this much at least. Right. So I've never hit anybody with it That's ever. Yeah, I hadn't even thought it about just that looks right. yeah, with it the, looks well, the hair vicious. covers it up. So <laughs> yeah. I'm playing with at least an inch, as long as we hold on to each other tight. Yeah. around the waist which sounds very sexy and comfortable um but uh no, it, you know as long as we hold get comfortable with things real quick right as long as we hold on to each other and prevent like you know somebody slipping off and breaking yeah. their neck 
yeah. it was a very safe move. And like I said, I've never hurt anybody with it. So I'm That's glad it looked, man. it looked good. And, you know, again, it was an accident. The best things in wrestling are usually accidents. Like you don't, I've heard you can't plan for the good shit. Before. Yeah. Well, I've it's heard, like, what was I've it? Uh, Jake Roberts created the DDT. The DDT. Right. Really, he was going for like a suplex and just slipped and dropped the down. Slipped and he, yeah, he's yeah, knocked out. His back. Yep. That's, huh, that's a good move. <laughs> yeah. That's how, how it works, you know? Right? Yeah. So you mentioned no, man, Jerry Lynn. Uh, you have a kid anymore? Well, no, I, I got one I want to mention, mention real quick. Okay, it was uh, Respalooza 98. It's you and um, it's you Mikey. And Mikey, Mikey Whipwreck. Yep. That's an amazing match, too, by the way, man. I, yeah. I rewatched it a few times just because there was, there was points where you hit the That's Incredible on a chair. You yep. have that scary <laughs> suplex off of the guardrail, which it looks like. Oh yeah, your footing, and it's just like ah, fuck it. We're not. This is going to hurt no matter what. So what does it matter if he has his footing? It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. That was all Mikey. Oh man, I can't. But that. But listen, that's the beauty of what ECW was. Mm. We knew, like, okay, I could do this really well. Like, I had, um, I had like five or six things in my wheelhouse that I knew I could do well. Mm. Mikey had his. Jerry had maybe 10 or 12 like but i'm just saying like he was so great but we all had some things we could do well and like that tombstone off the thing i knew we could hit that all the time and make it look dope mikey with his shit like we all knew like okay if we need to pull out some another bump i used to because i never would give myself moves to give to guys i always wanted to take them so another easy one for me for me uh to to bump forward like a roll like Mm -hmm. a hurricanrana that's an easy bump to take it's a roll so i would always do one i would always suggest like and me and jerry did it a bunch of times i'm on the top rope jerry's on the top rope we set up a table on the outside and Mm -hmm. he gives it to me and i bump through to from the top to the floor Mm -hmm. looks dangerous and dope but the table breaks the fall and i'm landing on my ass so it looks impressive as hell. It looks crazy. <laughs> it looks but it's crazy. not. Like right, it hurts right, less. Right. It hurts less than a clothesline. No. Oh I've... really? Yeah. Because I'm landing on my ass and my leg. Yeah. I don't want to kill the illusion or the gimmick. No, you're good. But yeah, yeah like yeah. so we all had like these things in our mm-hmm. wheelhouse where if I needed an oh shit moment, I knew how to get you knew one. How to get one. I had like a bug, right? Sense, and we all kind of did. It makes sense. You know, oh, shit moments though. In that one, there is there's a bit where uh, where 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 Mikey throws you over the guardrail and you your you your ass hits this oh, kid, I, the kid. kid. Yes, yeah. And that I kid did a cactus. Gay. And I gotta, I just gotta ask, man, because it's one of those spots that went back. Going, that kid was that kid had no idea you were coming for your own. No, no. no, it was amazing. No, that was it was the beauty of ECW, but it yeah. was, this is why I related to back in the, it was a nineties thing. Like I said, you couldn't do that today, but in the nineties, right. Stage diving. Yeah. It was yeah. grunge, man. Like, like you remember when you used to like, uh, you know, yes. punk, punk bands or whatever they used to stage. Dive. That yeah, was a stage definitely. dive kind of thing. Yeah. And, but the ECW fans mm-hmm. kind of knew. And if you didn't know, that kid you should did not be know. there. You kind of should be, right be there. there. Yeah. yeah. He it was that, one of those that that spots, shit man. <laughs> yeah, they did. He did. And they'd he catch you shit. anyways. I'd be right, like, right. but then I was so cool to them. Cause like I if I if I felt like I'd hit him hard, I'd go up to him when the camera didn't see it. I'm like, you all right, buddy? Right, all right, right, thanks, right. man. Just you know, all right, I got you, man. Believe me, yeah, you know, so I'd make them forever. feel good. Like yeah, they made, well, I yeah. make I made them feel like they were part of the gig. Right. So they wouldn't right. sue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's good thinking. Yeah. But no, dude, you hit you hit like that match alone, man. I was really impressed with it. Like early on, like uh, Mikey goes for the whippersnapper, and you turn it into a reverse DDT, yeah. and that's you know that's such a was such a really quick move within reversals for wrestling. It's like you know it's pretty much a stunner that is right. Austin's most protected move. So no one would defy that move back in that right. period. And then you have it being almost that's the cool thing about wrestling. You can- the transition. Transition mm-hmm. into like this badass yeah. movie. I love yeah. storytelling. I entering storytelling is so important. It's an element that I think gets forgotten sometimes where there can be yeah. so much thought Oops. fest. Or I mean, I think Bret Hart, Bret Hart's one of my favorite wrestlers, and that guy was just sure, really me too, yeah. I'm in the ring to tell a story. And the way you guys tell a story with chairs in that yes. match, yes. I've never seen paralleled, dude. It's, it's like one of the best uses of chairs in wrestling, in my opinion. Thank hands you. down because you, you use them 
in every way. They're, they're weapons that you're slinging one another. You're putting them in the corner to throw each other. You're hitting moves on top of them to increase it. You're, you're right. opening them up and hitting the corners. The, the idea is like, it's, I, 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 did you guys plan that? Were you backstage just going, hey, tonight we're going to really like you. We're not, we're not every chair you see. Like, <laughs> it's so incredible to me that I went back, watched the match. I had to watch the match, got impressed by your guys' use of the chairs. Went, all right, let me let me see how intentional it looked. And then I, I watched it three times just because I was I was we we away. did have we I, I admit we did plan most of it. Good. Most of it. Yeah, we did. Cause it was part of the, you know, it's like how how could we because we knew like um like I said, like I knew what like I knew how to get the pop. Like I always knew like if the crowd is too quiet, if what I'm doing is not resonating, how could I get them to ooh? or ah and whether it be place it i would always like do like if i was wrestling dreamer i would do the old raven drop toe hold into the chair <laughs> yeah if, but if i was yeah. doing mikey or yeah. jerry i would place it all the way flat down and i was going to give them like i'd shoot them off chairs just laying flat kick them in the stomach mm-hmm. go to give them like a face first plant Mm-hmm. And then he would kick me and DDT me on said chair. Like I was either eating it or he was eating it. Yeah. You know, and as a heel, I, I would rather take it, you know, whether it's a simple reversal it. or, yeah, it was just, it makes it sense. just fun it stuff, you know, a heel to take it. Yeah, and that's man. a great, and I'm surprised I said it. Cause like, even after I said it, I surprised myself because <laughs> it made sense. But no, I, I knew, I knew like if shit got, like I always had a handful of shit. If yeah. stuff got boring, uh-huh. I knew I can get an oh shit. I can get an oh shit moment out of simply getting a guy in a corner, giving him two or three flare chops and just say, reverse me. And out of that reverse, I go to take a baseball slide. Like I'm trying to avoid the corner and mm-hmm. I completely nut myself into, into the post, <laughs> like a, the old Kurt Henning spot yes, yeah. where he nutted himself. Nutted like, so if I needed an, Ooh, Oh shit, the crowd's dying. Okay. Reverse me. Mm-hmm. Like I knew how to put myself in those situations where I didn't even need yeah. a big long spot. You know, or I'd take the Ric Flair bump. You take the Ric Flair into the corner, and I'd take the Flair over top of it. Yep, I was talking about that the other day. The magic of heel work that no one—that's that's that's, no one. That's the appreciative aspect. Effin wrestling is a heel show. I need to dominate. This is a heel show for sure. Yes, yes, (laughs) means something. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and I loved it. I, 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 I thrived on that. It was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, those those crowds were so giving. So to me, it's like like, we're just having fun out there, dude. And the crowd, Honestly, man, it was yeah. so crazy just watching the ECW matches, like just from the crowds just being able to touch y'all all the time. And you're right there, right there in the crowds, yeah. and the crowds could be a part of the matches, essentially not not take over the match, of course, but right. be a part of the the fandom of it. Well, the the thing about ECW was, and this was special, and I haven't seen this since. Um, they really were like in 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 football. They say like the twelfth man or whatever the term is. Yeah. They were they were part of the show. Yeah. Well, no, it's like the, the ECW. Yeah, the Hammerstein, the, the Hammerstein, ECW man. arena. Oh, they were legitimately. Though. Yeah, they were part of the show. It was. It they was were part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew every single one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Because I'd either smoke the, the joint with them in the back, right. or we'd all hung out at some point. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. They, but they would, they would, they would do that. They were so great because they would cheer you if you're babyface. They would boo you if you were a heel. They play along. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. So it's like we're all just chilling and like you know yeah, they damn. felt, but they also felt you when you were having a great moment. Oh, for sure. Um, it was just it was it was the uh, the one of the great times in wrestling. And this is performance art. I don't want to get too artsy, no, but it was really not. performance style art where mm-hmm. the fan and the wrestler really kind of came together. And it's like, yeah. you are as much because ECW was not the success if it wasn't for that rabid fan. All these years I later to that. this day, I mean, even though I haven't wrestled in over a year, probably over a year, but like mm-hmm. you'll still hear, even though it's faint <clears> today. You still hear once in a while, ECW, ECW. But, you know, when it was 2005, 2007, Mm -hmm. even after Vince's debacle, Mm -hmm. ECW was always synonymous. And nobody ever chanted AWA or WCW. It was just a pop culture icon Mm -hmm. that could never happen again because we were all... You know the fans were us, and they yeah. like it was just so cool. Oh, that's so amazing! Cool. Runs that's of a, wrestling. It really was. It was punk rock, dude. Yeah, that's a great. It was point. real. It was real. 
Yeah, it was real. You, said you, you, uh, you say performance theater, man. That's how I view wrestling. Like I'm, I have a theater yeah. background in my own personal life. Oh, okay. So I've always, right on. That's I've cool. always watched wrestling through that lens of going, man, this is just some of the best theater you can watch. It's like some of the best stories and the best characters and the best wrestlers portray that character so merged well and yeah. are yeah. building for these. And it's and it's the wrestling itself is just just you know, stage combat. It's choreographed. Yes. And then there, and then at the same time. Um, there was a pseudo realism to it. <laughs> yes. Um, in a way, no, but in because a way, of the people, like because um, of the characters, because of because Sandman, of the characters, like and also because of, but also because <laughs> of, you know, RVD starting to come up a little bit, and he's trying yeah. to steal my spot as the top, not as a top wrestler, but the top performer. Wow. Like guys are starting yeah. to come, like so you're trying to be better just to kind of protect your spot, spot. So mm. there's so many levels of the work right yeah gotcha. you know there's really there's levels of work and then there's actually no work where you know there are times where i mean it's just it, it just became intricate and just f- fun sexy dangerous cool right. all of it wrapped into one dude it was just it was special and i wish um that's why for me i feel so blessed but yet so cursed because creatively i don't think anybody could ever ask for something like that or get it again no man, I, you I, know I, guys I, I, like John Cena and those cats. Uh, yeah, they wrestled in front of the you know seventy thousand fans at MetLife Stadium versus The Rock. Nobody, you know, that's probably as dope as it comes. I had one WrestleMania experience, um, which was amazing, and I'm grateful. WrestleMania 17 opening match mm-hmm. um, at the Houston Astrodome, but I wouldn't give it for a night at the ECW Arena or even one night stand where i cracked chris jericho allowing my impact player friend landstorm to win and the the roar of the crowd it's like it was a real symbiotic bond with fans and wrestlers and you know it's something that i wish could be recaptured but i just the stars don't align from a business standpoint because the business isn't dictating that that's why i think maybe maybe doing business like everybody's opening up for business so they say yeah. Well, maybe as they open up for business, maybe in opening up for business, somebody screws somebody or screws somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they take it to a next level of a work shoot. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying sky's the limit. Yeah, Let's play with it. Yeah. Not? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, well, do they have the though. discipline to do that? I don't know, yeah. well, but it would be fun. Do you think it's worrisome that uh, you have three companies? I'm like Ken, Kenny Omega seems to be like the 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 horse everyone's putting their uh, their stock in <laughs> right now. I mean, he's yeah. AEW champion, he's Impact champion, he's AAA champion, and there's like a worrisome of going. I think it's cool that you're telling the story, but it almost seems like you're bottlenecking all of wrestling to tell this pinnacle story for one character, and it's it's strange because you almost need it for this moment to happen. But it hurts so but, much. Right. It hurts so much. And then you think, cool, what if this guy gets injured? How many great wrestling angles have we watched build and build and build? And then, shoot. Oh, they got injured. And now it's nine months before we right. even get a build up. Right. They, they, oh, if you ever get it, period. Yeah. Catastrophic payoff, injury. Right. Um, I, I, I love, I, listen, I love Kenny Omega. I don't know him from a hole in the wall. I literally, and I literally was in Orlando, Florida. I was leaving. I had a show on a Saturday night, leaving Sunday morning. And I think he was leaving Sunday morning pre-pandemic. And we were both maybe five feet from one another looking at each other. But I knew who he was. He was either selling that he didn't know who I was or straight up didn't know who I was. Um, But point being (laughs) that... Yeah, I worker. I also bury the show, bury AEW Dynamite on the Vince Russo podcast. So I guess thanks, Vince, for another one. Getting heat. But um, I mean, I guess the point I'm trying to say is he he is he is that good, but he is not complete. There's something about him uh, with his promo, especially as a heel character. Like he was great in all Japan because all they really asked him to do was be Kenny Omega, be the cleaner, be the great professional wrestler. You are in between the fucking bell in the ring, in the squared circle. That's great. That's where he excels. And I, yeah, he is the best wrestler in the world at that point. But now when he's trying to almost do the Ric Flair, 
with the other guys from, you know, the Bullet Club, the the Young Bucks and the, the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, this past weekend, like he's like corny facials, like he's grasping, like he's not comfortable in his own skin. And remind a lot of you guys that may not are not that crazy about thinking about these weird things. But I am, unfortunately, <laughs> these guys don't have a lot of national television time. Mm-hmm. They could no, say their no, experience and they true. could say they've main evented Cork and Hall, so have I. Um, not to their level, of course. I get it. But mm-hmm. um, I've also been on Raw since I was fucking 19 years old. I also know how to work live television, live pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Omega as a heel is like, you know, he's doing weird faces and kind of not, mm-hmm. not connecting as the heel they want him to, in my opinion, yeah. humble opinion. His work is no, impeccable, as good as any, as I good agree, as anybody. Sure. Yeah. But as a character, they still got a long way to go. Right. right. Well, no, so, I mean, and it's one of those weird things where I think um, you you've ha- you have older vets even mention that where a lot of um, I've heard Austin talk about on his podcast of, you know, you, you have people who have nicknames, but well, who are they? You know, you can call someone the right. architect or the lunatic fringe or or the uh, or the uh, the Scottish psychopath all day long, but if, if who are mean? they? Who the hell yes. are you? And that's one of the yep. other things I think hits a lot of modern wrestling is you're either yep. there for the spot fest, which I don't take any credit away from the Young Bucks, but I'm not a big fan of theirs. But I take no credit from where they've succeeded. I'm not a fan of what they hit because it is just this, hey, hold still. I want to do something real quick. Right, right. And it's almost like that early when you're first playing a fighting video game of, hey, can you just not hit a button? I want to try this move out. <laughs> that's very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, um, or it's these people going, I have a gimmick, but I don't know what it's supposed to be like. Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers right now, but I feel like that guy just knows who he is through and through. Sure. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I mean, do you feel like that's something that hits where people don't really know who they are as much as they're told who they are and they don't, aren't told, aren't given that time to? Um, I think if you don't know who you are, um, when you get to a certain level, when you get to that level, then you are, then you're, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. I mean, you really should. Um, the best thing I, I, I always did, uh, and I, I'm no different than anybody else. And, you know, Flair will admit it. He's admitted it publicly on podcasts and in shows. And I think Sean has, everybody kind of has, you always want to be who your favorite wrestler was like a bit of it, like yeah. your inspiration. And then there's, you know, there's a couple of your inspirations sprinkled in and then there's you, um, you know, turned up to 11, like on, right. you know, you on, you know, blast, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and that's who, who I think the most successful wrestlers are, are people that take little bits and pieces of their favorites and also take themselves and, put it to the max like stone cold like rick flair rick flair was a lot of superstar billy graham and dusty Rhodes, which a lot of people may not may or may not know but dusty uh, was a huge rick flair mark you know i'm talking early days like 75 yeah. and stuff like that okay. i was i was Shawn michaels and uh, razor ramon you know I was. I was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. I wanted to bump like Shawn because I was smaller in those days, yeah. in the 90s. Uh, I was 225, 230, but 230 was Bret Hart's size, and we were then, still yeah. – we mm. were on the smaller size yeah. back in those days. Now we're like giants compared Huge to these now. guys in, a, in AEW. It's, a weird, it's yeah. been such a weird evolution of wrestling. Like It has, football right? players have gotten bigger and bigger, and wrestlers seem to have gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah. Dude, I've done – I did so many steroids when I was a kid. No, I'm not lying. I, I've never really said this, mm. um, maybe in my book that I'm, I'm writing – um, oh, congratulations. I, man. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. on. Thank you, man. Um, but when I was like 16, I was like, I got to get on the gas because I'm 150, 160. And the wrestlers in WWE, like Owen was 225. And he was a cruiserweight as yeah, a blue blazer. Guys. And I'm like, I'm 180. And I'm, I, I can't, you know. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, even if you remember uh, when he was doing the was thing huge. with Sherry, the remember the, the fat Elvis stage he had? Do you remember that? A lot of people don't. I don't. Where Shawn Michaels, when he first started wearing the gloves. I kind of remember that, eight- was like that weird pretty boy. He had that terrible mullet. 
And he's like, yeah, and he was like also in between like the rockers, 20. like pre Sean. And, and he was also about 20 pounds overweight where he was yeah. wearing his tights over his belly button. No, I don't. He had gained oh, a wait. ton of. It's like yeah. WrestleMania 9. He takes on Mr. Perfect. Yes, yes. Around that Jackson. era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the time. Yeah. yeah. It and happens. Like, because like, we're trying to, like, okay, we have to be big. Uh huh. Yeah. But we also have to be like able to work. Like, yeah, so move, that, that shit's that shit's real, dude. That shit's real. It doesn't exist anymore, but man, mm-hmm. there was a there was a precedent where if you didn't weigh 220, 230, you weren't even gonna get looked at back in 92, 93, coming out of the Hogan era. Yeah, yeah. you know, and like I said, I, I debuted in ninety-two. So I was like a light heavyweight at two and a quarter, six foot tall, two twenty-five, light heavyweight. Yeah, think about that. That's crazy. Now you got fucking you got fucking Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who I love. Right. But the other guy, Marco Stant, he's like my 14-year-old son's age or yeah. size. size yeah. It's like, really, dude? It's like an embarrassment, dude. It's like I'll kick you with my fucking cock. Again, I love so you I love when we have guests come on because I've been saying that about Marco Stunt since Jared hates Marco started Stunt. this fucking podcast. I can't I hate it. I, I, I can't don't fucking hate stand I hate, that hate shit. Yeah, I don't know hate, him, so I don't I can't I don't I know him. him. I hear he's a nice man. Right. I hear he's a nice man. I just don't get the, the rest no, the wrestler. I I have a lot of respect for him like you do. Yeah, but like remember Spike Dudley? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Spike was a gimmick. He played his crazy that yeah. was able to kind of do you see what I'm saying? Like, I make like the that cool. of like, yeah. It, uh, I can't he was little, my disbelief he was enough to believe he was, he was the runt of the litter. Yes. Yeah. He was that little engine that could, but they explained, they explained it. it. Marco Stunt Marco Stunt has no explanation. He doesn't play the crazy gimmick. Because at least you could say Spike's small, but he's just crazy. He'll do yeah. anything. He'll, he'll kill himself, right? He'll kill himself to yes. to try. Yeah. And and Mark that Ed gave him him. courage or whatever. Like with Marco Stunt, he's just another one of the boys, kind of. Right. It's like, yeah. dude, my wife could beat up Marco Stunt. That's mm-hmm. no disrespect. I know he works hard. Of course. He bumps course. hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. God bless him. And and For nor sure. should you know. And he should have his opportunity, mm-hmm. but they need to do a better job of explaining that and booking it. Because when re when fans that aren't necessarily the smarts, just casual people that are watching said show, yeah. like if somebody hasn't watched wrestling since nitro, they go to watch basketball, but Hey, or they go to watch. Yeah. They go to watch basketball, but TNT wrestling is still on AW still on. Mm-hmm. And they're like waiting for Shaquille O'Neal and the boys to come up and they're, they're getting the, you know, AEW. And then they see mm-hmm. this, they'll be like, what the fuck happened to pro wrestling? That's what makes they start people so, make fun of us. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, no, fans. that makes plenty of sense. Yeah. Doesn't, you know, they got to be careful and, and, and sure. they could pull it off. If Listen, if you have talent, um, you could overcome anything. So you could overcome size. You could over, if you have heart and talent, you could do it. They just not had a very good showing of combining both talent and heart together. He's just like, to me, he's an annoying little kid who's getting favoritism because he's boys with somebody. And that's been the big problem for me in AEW is it's like, it's who, you know, it's who you blow. And it's kind of, you know, it's like, whatever, dude, it's like everybody it's indie rific. AEW is like indie indie wrestling on steroids. Where ECW, even though it was indie rific in many ways, you still had killers from major yes, organizations like Doctor D, like 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 Doctor Death, Steve Williams, yeah. mm-hmm. Terry yeah, Bam Bam Gory, Bam Bam Bigelow, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Chris Perry Jericho, Saturn. Perry Saturn. Saturn. Like you still Jesus. had world class athletes. This just yes. looks like. Um, a JCW event, you know. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe no, maybe I'm drinking. I'm drinking some haterade, but you know. No, whatever. don't worry about it. Nah, man. Good, man. Well, it's, so, it's, it's it, we, that's why we're happy to have you here, man. Definitely. So you mentioned the booking and everything in AEW. So like, um, who are some of your favorite bookers to work with? Uh, my favorite to work with would be Paul. Yeah. I mean, easy Paul Heyman. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. not because he was. Uh, I mean, he was extremely good, but Paul was more, he benefited me more by being off hands than anything else. Mm. I think his trust of me, 
Yeah, he just he just was like, this is what you're doing. This is your project. Go. Okay. Uh, so pretty much all of 2000 was like that. No, um, it was your championship and, and it, rain, right? The whole yeah. championship run was pretty much, you know, this. he would give me, this is what I want from you. Uh-huh. In this in this particular situation, how you get there and how you end up, uh, this is where I want you to end up. But how you get there, don't worry, just do it. Because, like, like you said, man, when you, that's it, it, it's a fifty fifty. It's really a, it, it was like, uh-huh. you know, it was a fifty fifty bond. Um, he was he was great, and, and not just with me. With uh, the only person that would uh, always take more control because he was better, and uh, I had much 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 to this day still do have respect was Tommy Dreamer. Uh, Tommy always uh, trumped me in that situation because mm. I was always fascinated by the levels of, of intricacy Tommy would take. Um, and, you know, we, we did a couple of angles with Terry Funk as well, yeah, um, yeah. Tommy and Funk. And, yeah. you know, I mean, they, I can go on and on, but uh, we on, all man. had kind of our own, yeah. you know, our own, you know, wheelhouse, well, you, so you to speak. earlier, man, how in uh, 2000, you were like number six in, in, the, in, the, yeah. in the wrestling rankings. And those, those asterisks are what's important in wrestling. Like, no matter well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, but, it, but it really doesn't mean that. I joke about it because in, in reality, it's a fictitious <laughs> It, it, isn't, it isn't, but it's one of those things for you as a person. I imagine going, "Hey, this is this, well, is this is the art I went into, and this is the level I reached." And the the reason I take it seriously isn't even mm-hmm. that. It's because at the end of the day, these are marks buying this paper or this publication. I should I'm dating myself, but this publication, mm-hmm. this magazine, mm-hmm. and I am being portrayed as a number six guy. So what they are doing is legitimizing me. Yeah, as right. top ten, number six. So really, it's like you are. Um, Vince McMahon always told me this, and he's not. I'm not the only one he's told this to. PJ, percept- perception is reality, and I was perceived as a top guy mm-hmm. when ECW. When ECW was on his dying day, I was able to email Jim Ross out of the blue and get myself a three year contract for six figures. Absolutely. I mean, and that was the perception being reality, even though it's the fake world of wrestling. I'm not just incredible, but the perception of just incredible became reality. The character of just incredible carries the weight. And like like I said, with that asterisk, man, it's still a work. You know what I mean? I get it, but it's still, it all kind of, it's that weird, uh, you know that weird thing that we do it's in like, wrestling. It's a superhero, man. It's like it's like you have you have who you are, and then you have the the identity of secret identity, just incredible. Yeah, I guess. That's, yeah, that's, that's how I've yeah. always seen it. Just kind of going. It's yeah. like the actor playing the part. It's like the perfect culmination. Unlike an actor, yeah. who it's on this role and that role and this role and that role. Your career is to shape. Going cool. I'm here to make just incredible that memorable. I mean, and you're like yeah, you made the right. list in top ten. You were a world champion for one of those major federations that people remember. To that's something I, I take. That's something I take very seriously. Only I mean, because of what you what just was, said. That's what I was asking was like, yeah. as a, as someone who was like yep. given the reins of, hey man, we're ECW. We were the third rate. They were the third rate company. And I don't, I don't mean third rate, but like, no, no, I don't take it. That you know, way. you know the what third, I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, it, was like, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like WWF, uh, WCW and slash NWA, and then AEW before that. Uh, mm-hmm. AEW meaning Nick Bockwinkle, Vern Gagne, you yeah. know, in the eighties, uh, there was always the three world titles. So after AWA folded, there was WWF, WCW, and ECW. So you're in all of North America, you're mm-hmm. recognized as the world champion. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like that's if you would have told me when I was fifteen, wrestling in my backyard as a mm-hmm. sophomore imitating Ric Flair and Brian Pillman and Lex Luger yeah, that I was going to, that I was going to be a legitimate world champion. And it's not that I'm world champion, like oh, I'm winning and I'm really living. No, but the promotion believes enough in my ability that I'm exactly. main eventing pay-per-views that are, that there's millions of dollars, not hundreds of thousands, millions mm-hmm. of dollars at stake in this business that we're, parlaying in and fans are buying all across the globe i'm the main event of these i main evented six of these as as not all as world champion uh four as world champion two as tag team champion but But to say that i've done that dude 
That is huge. So that's why I mark out for being the champion. Not because I won anything. I didn't win shit. But that, you know, again, that perception Perception of reality. reality. Yeah. So that's what really made me happy. You know, that I kind of, as a businessman, did some fucking good business, you know? Because the company went out is, because I know it was a surprise that, I mean, you guys did. It was, yeah. Yeah, two thousand, two thousand one. It was two thousand. It was, uh, yes, it was two thousand one. I would say January, February. It was March, April. I debuted. Guilty in charge was guilty as charge was the last show in, in January. Research. In January, you, you're a world champion, man. On the night the yeah. company went out, you went out. No, I wasn't. Of, I wasn't. You were not. Uh, Rhino, Rhino was. Rhino, okay. I uh, I because you had that match with Sandman, Steve Carino, and and Rhino. Yeah, it was in the main event match. Okay, Rhino, Rhino slipped out with it. Okay, gone out that last minute because you had that wicked spot. Just like what I remember watching, and Sandman, the ladder crumbles under him. Yes, you're like on yep. the top rope, and I guess you're like going to like drop kick it, knock him off. There's something, but the moment it crumbles, you just have this moment of oh, we're not doing the spot anymore. Is he okay? It, it was kind right, of funny, right. that moment of like very real world of like, all right, cool. Here's where we've talked about. You'll climb up, go for the belt. I'll jump up. Oh shit, that ladder broke. That's a very me me thing to do. <laughs> it was, it it is. was one of those grand little things to like it is I love watching I, moments of wrestling. I, I, because I always care about the other guy. I'm always because you know what? If I fuck up and I'm falling or I'm hurt, I want somebody to watch out for me. Oh, absolutely. So I, I always like that's one thing. If you work with me, you're I'll, tr- I'll your hands are your life is in my hands and I'll take yeah. care of it because I damn well expect you to do it on the other end. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's another thing that I don't think a lot of the young men and women in this business understand today Mm -hmm. is they take that for granted. Cause I see a lot of sloppy shots, like people just like stiffing each other in the face and really hard, unnecessary shots. And it's like, dude, a that's unnecessary. You could work all of that, but B you also want to respect, earn the respect that if you need help, those other motherfuckers are going to be there to help, there to help you. you. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. Own- and nobody really does that no more. It's like weird, dude. It's right. like everybody's so fucking millennials, dude. Themselves. They're killing the gimmick. They're killing the business. Right. Yeah. So, um, Damn bucks. so with that said, you know, with people, you know, stiffing and everything in the ring, like, is there, who'd you feel, you know, safest in the ring with as far as, you know, doing spots or dreamer dreamer? dreamer definitely. Yeah. yeah. So dreamer was just Dream- a, was he the locker room leader, everything in ECW yes. and everything? He was that? the undertaker. Yeah. Okay. He was okay. the undertaker to ECW. That was there a wrestler's that court? Was there a wrestler's no, court in no, ECW? No, no, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. Although I have you, put on wrestler's court. Did really? you really? I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. And I was put on was wrestler's probably what, court. Being late or well, something probably. Or no, 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 no. I, uh, uh, we were in Germany and I stole Lex Luger's rap. Oh, I can't say rat these days. You're objectifying whatever group, whatever of uh, that means. I don't want to be like fan. cancel culture. Fan. Yeah, I stole uh, Lex stole- Luger's fan. <laughs> hey, hey, and Lex being being what? a young a young wrestler, I was not allowed best. to to do that. Snoop Dogg said the best. Hey, you know the name of the game player. Your lady chose me. <laughs> I, I get it, but they didn't, you know, you can't say that these days. I get nervous. That's what I hate about this culture Damn, is I legit, even though we're just having fun and that was yeah. something that happened 20 yeah. years ago. And let me tell you something, that lady enjoyed herself too. Not like that, but we were all young and having fun. Of course. It's yeah, like, of course. why do we have to like make it so creepy? Like yeah. we're, you know, I it was just incredible. Uh, it was probably not very incredible at all. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. There you go. <laughs> well, dude, man, Anywho. I know we've been on. I know we've gotten you know, almost two hours of your time out of you, man. I could, oh no, I, I, I could I, ask I'm you sorry, questions all night. Oh no, no, dude, well, I, 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 got, I, got, I got some more if, if you got some time, man. So you, I got five to... minutes because I got an ice cream Sunday. So yeah. let's go. I respect that. You were tag team champions with Lance Storm in ECW. Another great yes. accolade to have. Yes. You were uh, you trained in Canada, right? Under the into the dungeon. I did. Yes, sir. How, yes, how sir. insane was that? Because the like I imagine like the Japanese dojo, and then in the seventies and eighties, it was just the Heart Dungeon. I imagine that was just the scariest school in the world. Well, I mean, um, I was literally um, 
I was 17 years old when I graduated high school. I graduated Holy Cross High School in Waterbury, Connecticut, just given the details. Uh, if anybody knows Waterbury, it's all the way on the East Coast, about an hour and a half from Manhattan. Um, and in 91, there was no, you know, kayfabe was very much a thing. Yeah. There were no, you know, there, Meltzer had his sheets, but uh, there was no internet, obviously, all that shit. So I knew I wanted, I was a huge fan. I always wanted to be a wrestler. I was always working out and played sports throughout high school, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so after I graduated high school, I didn't really have the grades to go to college where I wanted to go. So I took like, a, what do you call that year that you don't go? Oh, just the, uh... just the you know, you want to kind of sew your royal looks, if you will. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know, I that thing. Yeah, that um, thing. So I didn't, I took, I year. wish I would have uh, before I went to college. Well, I wouldn't obviously, sure. I wish I would have done the opposite. I wish I would have went to college. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. I mean, you know, but, um, so I went to work. I was just working as a bag boy, grocery boy at a, uh, you know, a big uh, grocery store. Mm -hmm. And on my breaks, um, I would go to the magazine rack and start reading the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, in, you know, all those Mark Mags, you know, the after mm -hmm. magazines back in the day. And I wanted to get into wrestling. I did backyard wrestling and shit, but I didn't know how to, again, with no communication, no internet, it was, it was very much, everything was kayfabe. Yeah. But one day, one faithful day, they had a full page article on the back of pro wrestling illustrated it said heart brothers pro wrestling camp dare to be great was the advertisement yeah, yeah. literally heart brothers pro wrestling dare to be great and it showed pictures of brett owen keith bruce all yeah. training and they said become a pro wrestler three thousand dollars blah 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 i worked for a year saved up the money i was 17 saved up the money i uh, called the number they had an 800 number or whatever <laughs> number it was they had a number and somebody mm -hmm. uh, i think bruce hart and i conversed and actually had a shoot conversation um, my mom helped me take out a loan because, you know, they made good money, but they were still, um, you know, working class working people, class, factory, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. But uh, she helped my mom help co-sign a loan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to the hearts uh, and that's how it started. That's literally how I got my start through the ad in a wrestling, you know, pro wrestling illustrated magazine for the Heart brothers. Man. Which again, I would have never become who I was if it was anything different because it was, dude, I was, if I knew like what kids know today, yeah. like, yeah. oh, the performance center and this hoopla and that hoopla, <laughs> fuck <laughs> me. Do you want to know how the attitude I had going in? <laughs> fuck. I, I I know how to work. I fuck if I could just work out and know how to drop kick and shit, I'll yeah. come to be the... Yeah. You didn't. I was so naive. I was almost like a savant, like an idiot savant. Mm -hmm. Like I just thought, oh, work hard. You're good. You're you'll make it. Right. And mm -hmm. that's how my like so dumb. I was so dumb. If I knew what it was really going to be, I would have never made it because my chicken shit self would have prevailed and said, Pete, you can never do this. But I was so naive and I was such a mark that it allowed me to just be like, oh, this kid's got to have something. Or else, or else he's a dumbass. <laughs> no, man. Seriously, but man. seriously though, we get locked up in like those fears and shit. Where I just went at it like, wow, fuck just do it. You know, fuck. Thank you. And that's what happened, dude. Simple as that. I never, I never did anything I shouldn't have. I just worked my fucking ass off, and it was so easy and to kind of. Uh, and I say easy because it was just like do what you're told to do. Work your fucking ass off. Mm. And I didn't mind working my ass off if it meant getting my dream. So for me, that I mean, even though the work wasn't easy, but it was easy because they're telling you what to do. Work hard. Yeah. Okay, work hard. People weren't willing to work hard, dude. 12, 12 people entered the Hart Brothers camp in 92. Only two left. Myself and this gentleman named Brett Farrell, who still wrestles under Big Daddy Hammer in Toronto, Ontario. That's out amazing. of 12. So... I think I did something right. And Jericho and Lance mm -hmm. came through the year before me. Okay. okay. So those are the three guys that came through yeah. in two years.
That's awesome, man. It's amazing, man. Dude, I so, could ask you, I could I could talk to you for three more hours, man. We gotta we gotta try to do this again sometimes, man. If yeah, you, I would love to be honored. On, yeah. I would love I'd be honored to. Anytime I apologize. Stop no, apologizing. Don't apologize. Do not apologize. Do not okay. apologize. Stop we apologizing. Do, we, got, we got one more quote. We ask everybody who comes yeah. on this show something about wrestling. Sure. Because it defines everybody. And since you're ECW's big bad guy, we don't ask it specifically for ECW. But sure. who's ECW's Mount Rushmore? If oh well, it's on on ECW. And totally feel guys? totally, you know, feel free to put yourself there if you want to, man. No, no, no. They ain't all be your face, man. That would be heel. <laughs> That's some real heel shit That's right real there. Shit. Um, you the Sandman. Okay. That's okay. Psycho. Shane Shane Douglas. Franchise. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Paul Heyman. Mm. Okay. Raven and Tommy Dreamer. I don't know if that allows me I'm, to do the. I, 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 I know it's four, it's not five. It's all good. But it's got to be Heyman, Dreamer, Raven, uh, the, what I just said, Sandman and Douglas, those guys. Damn. Respect that. Because Raven and Dreamer are almost the same. Yeah. Oh, they were one of the best, ri- those rivalries. Rivalry but great. It almost becomes one because mm-hmm. they were so tied to each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But well, man, yeah, the, that would be definitely mm-hmm. be a. Well, yeah. Justin, I'm only going to take up a little bit more of your time just so I'd have to show something off from my uh, my oh, roommate's yeah. toy collection. Look okay. at there, look at there, baby. I got the, we got the, oh, wow. Yeah, dude, we have the East. My, my, my roommate is a massive action figure collector, and he has oh, that's awesome. wrestling figures, like the Hasbro old ones, the ECW ones. And I went, hey, man, I'm interviewing Justin Credible. Two that seconds. That's so cool. And he went and fished this out, man. I just wanted to show you that going. Hey, dude. Oh, that's dope. Oh, that's so cool, man. Rock on, dude. He has so many of these. We got Rob Van Dam. I used to play with this, the, all these figures as a kid. That's so, dope. Dude, oh, right on. So it was so awesome. That's cool. As so oh, that's saying, awesome. Man, I've had your action figures since I was like a kid, so I knew who you were. Uh, it's so cool just to meet you. It's so cool to have an ECW champion because that was dude, always, that was so cool always was will be thank ECW you. champion. Thank man. you. That always means that means the world. Bottom of our hearts. Bottom of F and wrestling's sure. heart, dude. Thank you for everything you've ever sacrificed on the road, every sleepless night in a hotel. Thank you for every pain, your families, every- everything, man. Because it's you. not just you, dude. Thank your you. families make the sacrifice. The world. Yeah, man, you're right. Sure. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for coming on. Seriously, man, for sure. dude. Thank, thank you, guys. No doubt, Love you. Man. Thank uh, yeah, you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. F and wrestling. Don't ever forget that. We'll do. Stay in touch, okay? Sounds good, man. Take care, buddy. Bye, guys. Bye. Word up. So yo, cool. so um, so so Chase. I mean, man, that was awesome. You know that dude. He let it. He didn't hold back. He let it all out there. I mean, he. Man, you that was that from the heart. That was one of. That was definitely like I could. I'm. I'm good. Like I don't care if I ever do another show. I don't care yeah, if I ever talk to another wrestler. You know what I mean? I'm good, yo. That can we say that that was just <clears throat> incredible? That was just. Uh, that was just <laughs> incredible. I don't really know a better way to end it. I don't know a worse way to end it, but let's just do let's just end it there, I guess, man. Fans, people, thank y'all for listening and watching. We wouldn't do it without y'all. We can't do it without y'all. We appreciate it. Tune in next time. On for effing rest. Effin rest.